This is CliffCentral.com. Listening to CliffCentral.com. This is unscripted, uncensored, unradio, and the show right now in conference with Michael Jackson. That's me. I'm a conference speaker at around two and a half thousand conferences to date so far across the globe. And we figured here at Cliff Central that it would be really cool for you to meet the really cool people that I meet on my travels. They tend to be authors, leaders, bloggers, multimillionaires, business gurus, entrepreneurs, and the like. And although from time to time on these podcasts you're going to hear me interviewing lots of well-known international people, you'll also know that I'm really proudly South African. And when it comes to exporting South African talent and getting you to meet it, well, I love doing that first and foremost. So this podcast is no exception whatsoever. I'd like to introduce you to somebody who I've seen on the stage. She's an author. She's known as South Africa's EQ Guru. Her name is Steph Vermeulen, and to find out what your EQ is, let's introduce her now. She's joining us on Skype, on an iPad, somewhere in Johannesburg, and it's nice to touch base with her on home soil. Steph, how are you? I'm very good, thank you, Michael, and all the better for being on your show. What a privilege, thank you. You're more than welcome. What the hell is an EQ guru, people are listening (laughs) to this thinking right now? It is something that I was the the media sort of coined that phrase in 1999 when I launched my first book on emotional intelligence. So all of the books prior to that, particularly the American books, had been very academic. And my book was particularly practical. So I was hailed by the South African media as South Africa's EQ guru. I love that. You've got a new book out as well now called Personal Intelligence, subtitled Future Fit Now. And I want to explore that as well, Steph, if I may. But what exactly is, first and foremost, emotional intelligence for the great unwashed like me? Emotional intelligence is really, it's quite simple. It's the ability to manage oneself so that you can manage your own emotions. And when we have self-control, we're much more likely to fulfill the second pillar of emotional intelligence, which is the ability to gain cooperation from other people, which is really what life requires today. It would be very difficult to survive on one's own, at least of all thrive. So we're constantly looking for other people's cooperation and how we go about that makes all the difference. So it's probably safe to say that my ex-wife had no emotional intelligence whatsoever, and that's why she's my ex-wife. Well, she she might have a different opinion on that, but we won't go down that road. Is emotional intelligence a new science? Could you call it that? Uh, Emotional intelligence is not new. It has been around. The the phrase was first coined in about the early 90s. And it was a very academic field in which it was just really thought to be a branch of psychology. Daniel Goleman didn't coin the phrase, but he wrote the first book called Emotional Intelligence. And that spread around the world like wildfire, which certainly it wasn't expected. So the the field was just thought to be a, a branch of psychology, but it has gained popularity and now has become a, a, an almost a normal part of personal management or personal development and a part of life. Forgive me for being plebeian, but I've heard previously of EQ, and I've also heard of IQ. Indeed. Are the two things different? Um, emotional intelligence is really how we manage our emotional lives. And I was one of the first people to come up with an emotional dictionary, which is contained in all the back of my books to make it very practical. So emotions really are a system of messages that are giving us feedback, telling us the truth about what's going on in our lives. 
very simply, if you're happy, it, it's, it's very much a signal that everything is hunky-dory and you should keep doing what you're doing. If you're unhappy, it's a message that you need to change things. So science has now actually discovered that this is much more than just a, the, the feeling of emotion, that emotion literally runs the traffic between your thinking brain and your physical body, and that it, it manages the system of, of hormones, and the feeling that it produces is actually what we call emotions. So it speaks about our well-being, and that's why when we're happy, everything is literally it's a message to say, keep doing what you're doing. Now, IQ is our rational intelligence, which is our, our intelligence. It's either the emotional quotient or the intelligence quotient. And IQ has, when we were all growing up many years or just shortly after the Rinderpest, IQ was the only thing that was valued. So IQ was overly emphasized in schools and in education. And then EQ came along and, and the title of, of Goldman's first book that you know EQ was su- suggested as the master skill really sort of overran, the, the field overran itself a little bit in terms of its enthusiasm. So we need to look at the combination of EQ and IQ. So it's a combination of your emotional intelligence, which is internal feedback, and your rational intelligence, which is how we view the world. Wow. So I know a lot of people normally mismanage their own emotions. They confuse the internal and external messages. I can think of certain bodily things that happen to me and my mind is rationally going, don't respond that way. Um, (laughs) Let's not even go into that in this thing. But, But I guess that's what we're talking about, really, isn't it? It's about choosing how we respond, yes. And once we have control over our emotions, which doesn't mean suppressing emotions. Lots of people think that having control means suppressing your emotions, and it certainly doesn't. It means understanding the message of your emotions so that you can respond appropriately. Just as an example, if we're angry, it's a very clear message we're not getting our own way. Now, to keep on beating up the other person or beating up ourselves or or screaming, shouting, yelling is not going to help at all. It literally is a situation that will require negotiation. And I believe that negotiation, if we can negotiate with the aim of developing a win-win, which I know is, is you know, considered on, on, the, the, on the, the bingo game <laughs> that, as, as, as nonsense. But win-win really does mean that if we can innovate or create a new solution. If both of us are involved in doing that, that solution is going to stick. I guess it's about reading yourself then as well as reading other people. It's very much that, yes. And it sounds quite complicated in the beginning, but it's just a question of developing new habits. And once we're in the, the habit of, of automatic or reading ourselves or reading our own emotions, that language of our emotions becomes as automatic as our home language. And then we read other people the same way, which we're really doing all the time. We just need to be more conscious of it. Can you learn to manipulate other people when you understand their EQ, IQ? Uh, we can learn to both manipulate other people and we can learn to negotiate with other people. If we're manipulating other people, it gives us just a short-term advantage. So we may get our way in the short term, uh, but other people will then very quickly learn that we are, are manipulative and will, will stop cooperating with us. So that's what I mean by the how we go about it. We have two choices. We can either negotiate to make things happen or get our own way that way, uh, which means the other person will also get their needs met or we can manipulate which just means that it's my way and I don't really mind what happens to you and other people won't cooperate with us for long if they see that to be our habit.
Now, I know you as a speaker, Steph Vermeulen, on the circuit, talking about this kind of stuff. You get a phenomenal response from your audience. But for the people listening to this podcast now, how do you learn what's going on in the world of your own EQ? That there's there's techniques that one learns and it's just starting to to pay attention. So if you can just make a point of checking into one's internal world, even if you do a breakfast, lunch and dinner, and if you can start noticing what is happening by paying attention and checking in. But there are a lot of techniques that we work with and a lot of ways to do that and a lot of triggers in our outside world. One of the big things we need to manage is the potent emotions like anger and fear. So anger just makes us behave rather badly and fear totally can cripple us. So uh, there, there are certain things that we can do to pay attention. And once we keep doing a fear check, once we, or we can rid ourselves of the, the, the dreadful emotion of fear, then nobody can manipulate us again, which is the big benefit of managing our emotions. Now, when you say managing, I understand that a lot of companies from HR points of view right now are really hooking into this and thinking, let's read the EQ of our staff. Let's find out about what they can do with our customers. And maybe it's more manipulative manipulative than negotiative. Um, But is this a really hot buzzword that's going or buzz phrase EQ that's going around at the moment? Um, EQ is no longer a, a buzz phrase, largely because it's been around for so long. It has actually a lot of science to back it. So it's not even a new science. It's a, well into it, uh, over 20 years old at the moment. So it's, it's not a new fad and it's not a new buzzword. It's a very serious area of, of scientific exploration or psychological ex- exploration into our behavior. Now, your new book on this subject, Personal Intelligence, Future Fit Now, seems to imply that if I read that, I'm going to improve my own intelligence and fit myself into the future world a whole lot better. Was that the aim of writing the book? The aim of writing the book is that a lot of or science has changed everything over the last 20 years. So we now have so much more science to actually show what is going on in terms of behavior, so we're no longer playing a guessing game any longer. And one of the areas that, as I mentioned earlier, that was kind of left out in the mix was our IQ. Now, with all the ground emotional intelligence, that IQ kind of has taken a bit of a back seat with people believing that EQ is more important than IQ. It is when you're dealing with people, but we also need to understand how our thinking brain has been programmed. We know now about, or we, we've, the, the, the term memes, M-E-M-E-S, has been co-opted from Richard Dawkins. And Dawkins was the, the scientist who coined the phrase, which means it's really about units of social conditioning. So we've got memes, M-E-M-E-S, and genes, as well as our emotions. And when we understand how all of the interplay between all three, so it's the interplay between our genetics, society, and how we manage ourselves, then we can truly take control of our lives. So I often say that when it comes to our EQ, that having emotional and social skills is really important. But if we haven't got the IQ to come up with really great, inspiring ideas, then why would anybody follow us? And and why would they want to follow us? And where would they follow us to? So it really has to be an interplay of all these factors, which is now the new field of personal intelligence, which I'm calling EQ plus IQ. It sounds a little... Um, dare I say analytical? 
I mean, is it? I've seen you on stage. You captivate audiences, and you're selling this in a way that people go, "Oh, I understand what I need to go and do to make myself a better human being." How? I mean, how do you bridge this gap between EQ, IQ, analytical, all this kind of stuff, and just put it into layman's terms? It's really. It's these are things that we already are familiar with, Michael. They're they're not. They just sound because we we're talking about the terminology around them. They just sound a lot more complicated than they are. One of the important things is to pay attention. And there's the the new field, which is it's called mindfulness, but it's not really a new field. It is. It's been around the Buddhist concept that's been around for a long time. If we start paying attention to what is is going on, and and you don't have to pay attention to everything because we've got to train ourselves slowly to pay attention. But if we start paying attention to our thoughts and have, and understanding that those thoughts really have just been programmed into us. So what we think is not necessarily the truth and what we believe is not necessarily the truth, even if we've grown up believing that that was true in our world then. So it's, it's really looking at, at I'm not necessarily just my thoughts. So I'm not my, a question is it me or is it my memes that is going on in, in my mind? We also don't need to entertain every single random thought that goes through our brain. Okay, I'm kind of getting it. I'm, I'm paying attention now. I'm mindful of what it is that you're <laughs> yes, saying. Um, when, you, when you buy the book, what does the book say? I mean, why, if someone's picking up the book in a, in a bookstore, browsing it on Amazon, on Kindle, Personal Intelligence from Steph Vermeulen, what's the cover spiel? Give me the elevator pitch for this thing. So it, it's about making things happen. And in this exhilarating disruptive revolution that we plunged into at the moment, that every, everything has changed and we can't manage our lives with old thoughts or old emotional habits because those have gotten us to where we are today. And we need to think very differently to make things happen in future. I love it. So change your mindset, change your view of the world, become a better human being. Go and get the book, Personal Intelligence, Future Fit Now. If it sounds complicated, it really isn't. Steph is one of the most charming, delightful people I know, and she writes beautifully, as well as speaks. How do people get hold of you in closing, Steph Vermeulen? Uh, they can email me on Steph, S-T-E-P-H, at E-Q-S-A dot C-O dot Z-A. Dear me, let me get that down again. Steph, S-T-E-P-H, you, you're really fond of the alphabet. S-T-E-P-H at E-Q-S-A dot C-O dot Z-A. Perfect. I think we have it. Steph Emulin, you're a marvelous guest. I mean, you've made me think, and it's time to sort of get out there and pay more attention and be more mindful to what's going on around me. Stop listening to my body. Think more about my brain and try and connect the two into a real sensible methodology for moving forward. I wish you much success. I hope the book sells incredibly well. Thank you for being a guest on In Conference with Michael Jackson. This is where you get to meet Really influential key people across the planet. Steph Vermeulen is really one of those. For this episode, thank you from me and goodbye. This is CliffCentral.com.